know, I never really watched Scooby-Doo growing up. No? No, not really. I, I think I was introduced to it during the live-action film mm. in 2002. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I never watched the animated version at all. I watched I watched a little bit of the original series, mm-hmm. but I like I, I really got into it with a pet named Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Um, and then also, uh, what's new Scooby-Doo in the early 2000s? Ooh. Just because like, that theme song freaking slaps dude it's okay. such a bop okay rocking on um but like my uh, my big like scooby obsession if if one could class be like like if i had one would be the live action movies yeah mm-hmm. you know the live action movies are they're pretty good they're, they're pretty so good. good they're really good they're so good it's pretty it's it's kind of terrifying that there is a human-sized dog that's just walking around like i don't know why everyone else is just like oh this is chill suspension of disbelief suspension of disbelief i, guess, I believe but... i guess what if Scooby-Doo was just a figment of Shaggy's mind? I feel like that's a thing somewhere. Yeah, I feel it has like to someone be a thing. has hypothesized that. Yeah. And that could be a whole nother podcast episode. Yeah, that's a whole other episode. But we're not going to talk about that today. Today we're talking about, well, should we, this is for our theme song. Oh, listen to our theme song and then we'll tell you. <laughs> When you're watching a show and you get really sad Cause the characters are straight and the writing is bad The producers and creators just won't listen to us Only ask for the bare minimum, they say it's too much That's when Zayn and Eliana come into play We'll make it gay Don't worry, we'll make it gay, make it gay, make it gay everyone. Hi. I'm Eliana, pronouns they, she. I'm Zan, pronouns they, them, there. And, and this, this is Make It Gay. A podcast where we talk about everything queer in media and talking about what could be queerer and what should be queer. Like if everything was done from a queer trans lens, mm-hmm. what would it look like? Yeah. Yeah. And I think the world would be a better place. It would definitely be a lot more fun. More fun, for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. A little bit nicer. Yeah, a little nicer yeah. than it is now. Yeah. But speaking of nicer things, do you want to do some gay news? Yeah, I do. Ooh, gay news, I gay really news, gay news. I do want to do some gay news. So friends, um, at the beginning of every episode, Zan and I are going to be uh, talking about some gay news that we have found that we are bringing into the space. This news is always going to be positive because there is a lot of negative LGBTQ plus news out there and we want to brighten up our own days and brighten up yours as well. Do you want to go first or do you want me to? Um, I can go first. Cool. My gay news is that there's this new movie called Black as Night. It's this vampire movie where basically the lead character, she's this black teen and they basically they were just talking about how there's like queer representation in this like horror movie from Blumhouse and I'm like this is so exciting and it's not just about necessarily the queer characters like oh I'm coming out or anything but they just happen to be the black girl's best friend and there's like a quote where they're like they're worried about their physics test or like going to MIT (laughs) or something like that but it's just saying like they're not talking about them being gay in Mm. the film it's not a big deal Mm. but it's super exciting it seems like a really fun film if you're into horror we're going into spooky season the film is black as night it's available on amazon but check it out Mm. and there's some queer people in it so that's super exciting you want to have a movie night later yeah, let's cool. do it. Awesome. Sweet. Groovy. What's your gay news? My gay news is that the country of Scotland has uh, made it mandatory to teach LGBTQ plus history and education in their schooling system. Wow. And it's the first country in the world to do that. You know, that's 
it's sad that that's the first country to do that, but it's pretty incredible. Yeah, and I think that it's time. also really important to recognize that even though that a lot of the world could, you know, be doing more for LGBTQ plus equity and inclusion and diversity, mm-hmm. it's still really imperative to celebrate the moments where we do see tangible wins. Absolutely. And yes, it's taken a while, but I think that there's no wrong time to start. Absolutely. And I uh, am really excited to see where this goes because, I mean, you know, in some countries it's still illegal to be gay or queer or trans. And so having a an entire country mandate the education of LGBTQ plus education, I suppose, is really monumental. And mm-hmm. I'm curious to see when the United States is going to do I know. that. I'm really, like, really intrigued about when that's going to happen. Really yeah. intrigued. We got, we got, if we're not, if we're, we won't go into that. No. We won't go into that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to go into a whole tangent, but I'm not going to go into that. But um, yeah, because you know, education is where it all starts. Yeah. That's where, like, that's where you teach kids. It's like, okay, these are the people in history that yeah. did these amazing things. Exactly. Like you should learn about them and not have erasure of yes. these queer people in history. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of like why it's not like surprising that they exist. It's like, no, this is just who they are and they yeah. were a part of our history and where we are today. Yeah. Yeah. For those listening that don't know, I am in graduate school for education and the primary areas of ed that I focus on are LGBTQ plus ed, Jewish ed and theater ed. And so knowing that this exists was really big for me um, because it's exactly within the line of work that I want to do especially because like I'm pretty sure that there's a state somewhere that um, has it mandated that uh, they have to teach about the AIDS epidemic uh, through the lens of it being a gay disease Mm. I could Mm. be wrong on that and we'll take this out if I am but um, it's just you know the two sides of the coin of where we are and where we should be and where we can get to Mm -hmm. if we put our heads together Absolutely. Welcome to Shifts, Shifts into, into the, the Night. night. Doot, doot. Oh my wow, gosh, we're all the same. There. That was great. Uh, are we like friends? I, I, I mean, I, I gotta go. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> hey y'all, so our ship for this week is a ship that isn't necessarily talked about a whole bunch, but mm-hmm. actually is a part of the femme renaissance in mm-hmm. the 90s mm. because there was a male, we're talking about like cis male, like cis male, male renaissance in the 60s with mm. Kirk and Spock, which we'll oh. talk about on a later episode. Ooh. And that's a whole thing. <laughs> but this is a part of the femme renaissance in the 90s that happened with Zena Warrior Princess. Zia Warrior Princess, mm-hmm. yes. And so our ship today is... Daphne, Daphne and, and Velma, Velma from, from Scooby Doo. I didn't know if you were going to start with Daphne or Velma. I was reading your list and hoping Yeah. So Daphne and Velma, which mm. is like a really cool shift that I ne- not necessarily really knew a whole bunch of, about mm-hmm. before this episode. Mm. And I was doing a lot of research on it. And I'm like, this is so fascinating. But I think to start off, we should kind of do like a history lesson yeah. of Scooby-Doo. So Scooby-Doo was released in 1969 on CBS and it was produced by Hannah and Barbera Animation Studios. Mm -hmm. So basically they did all your favorites. They were in charge of creating, they founded Tom and Jerry. Mm -hmm. Um, They did Yogi Bear, Mm -hmm. the Flintstones, Johnny Quest, Mm -hmm. the Smurfs, Mm -hmm. and of course Scooby-Doo. Did they do the Jetsons? I think so. Yes. I need to put them down. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think that we can check that. But 
Yeah, but how it all started was that they wanted this show to be about a band of these like teen this teen band that was walk that would go around and solve crime not solve crimes, but like solve mysteries mm-hmm. because of like the craze of like the boy bands in the nineteen sixties mm, during okay, that time. Okay. And so they were like, Okay, yeah, so if we have this band of p- kids that are going around in the van and then also they like solve these mysteries could be super fun but then they ended up scrapping that idea completely mm. because there was like some other things that were similar out at the time and w- wasn't working necessarily and mm-hmm. so they just scrapped that whole idea and was like okay no it's just a band of friends who are solving mysteries and spooky scenarios that mm-hmm. they're going through and at first it was gonna be really intense like really spooky stuff but then they like dialed it back mm. so it wasn't as intense so the first series was called Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Mm-hmm. And it lasted from 1969 to 1970. And then in the 70s, films were a lot of films were produced and there was a lot of like cross-canon crossover from other, mm-hmm. like Batman, from Johnny Quest. They would like kind of guest star on Scooby-Doo. So that's like been going on for years. Like, like I think the most recent adaptation is... It's Scooby-Doo and Courage the Cowardly Dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was released yeah, yeah. earlier this year, which I just think is such a magnificent crossover. So it's like, what? So it's been going on for a while. There's actually 13 animated series in the franchise itself. Oh. So, Whoa. which just thinking about that, I was like, okay, so there's like 13 different series. This has been going on since the s- 1969. Why hasn't an iteration shown Velma and Daphne together? Mm. Because there are already so many versions of it out there mm. that are different different versions of canon and different relationships between Scooby and and not not Scooby Scooby's a dog, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, Shaggy and Velma and what's what's the blonde guy's name? Fred. Fred. <laughs> I was like, what's his name again? Um, oh my god. It's interesting that you bring this up because I'm thinking about what you brought up at the beginning of the episode with the cis male renaissance between Kirk and Spock and thinking about especially, you know, the heteronormative patriarchal society that we currently live in, unfortunately. Why wasn't Fred and Shaggy more, you know, thought of, you know? And and one might think internalized homophobia and it's easier, quote unquote, to pair two femmes together than two masked people. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I wonder also if it was intentional with the creators to have two men and two women and a dog, but because you have two men and two women, then it's quote unquote easier to pair them because heteronormative patriarchal society. Also, I would say that Scooby-Doo, they're not necessarily, they have a variety of ships that people have that we've talked about, Mm -hmm. but the main focus of the show from just doing research is that people were like, we want it to be about friends, mm. like positive, mm. healthy friendship. Cool. And so that's why a lot of ships didn't come out of the show necessarily at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But now that there's so many iterations of mm. the show, of course people are going to look at the show from different viewpoints and like have the need for wanting characters to be with certain other characters. Mm-hmm. And I think the Daphne Velma ship actually comes from Velma being kind of like this different type of girl. Oh, like like more nerdy. The nerdy girl that's not, it's not seen as a bad thing that she's nerdy. Because she's in a group of friends with, 
quote unquote popular people. Yes. Oh, interesting. Which is super interesting. And so then people I've never were like, about that. yeah. And so then people were like, okay, so Belma is this like nerdy, quiet beauty. It's like very confident in herself and like is her own brand of femininity. As we said, it was very rare to see that. And without it being like, oh, she gets a makeover or like, oh, she's really not confident about herself in the storyline. Well, that just wasn't the case. And also, Velma and Daphne, they weren't two femmes that were being pushed, brought up against each other as well. So it was like a healthy female relationship, you know? So it was just super cool. And then, like, people saw Velma as possibly being a closeted lesbian. Yes. And then, but then people were like, but all lesbians aren't just like quiet or like not quiet, but like nerdy and like have short hair and things like that. But like, I think there has been, as time has gone on and different iterations of Scooby-Doo have been seen, there have been moments between Velma and Daphne that people latch onto that are like, oh, but they had that moment Mm. in that movie or Mm. they had that moment in that TV series. And so that's why they've started to get more towards that ship, Mm. which is super interesting. Wow. Wow. I also, I'm thinking about as time goes on, more and more people start to find different moments because there's just more media. Yeah. Like I'm thinking about when we spoke about Steve and Tony, Mm -hmm. did people start to find moments between them as well in the comic books or in Mm -hmm. the animated TV series Mm -hmm. outside of the MCU? Yeah. And with Velma and Daphne, because there have been over, oh gosh, I have to do math, seven, eight, nine, ten. 40 years yeah. of material for them to peel through. Mm-hmm. There's got to be something somewhere. At yeah. least one thing. And and I mean, like, you know, like when we talk about the live action film, we, we can yeah. you know, get into like that whole thing. That yeah. whole shebang. Wild. Yeah. Wild. Then also people were seeing Velma possibly as this asexual character mm. as well. But then... Do you have the argument? Well, it's like, well, all asexual people aren't like aromantic and yes. like not necessarily don't aren't interested in people yes. in that romantic sense. So it's like I, I personally, it's like, oh, I don't see it as that just because we're falling into like the stereotype yeah. that people see asexuality as. But it's always this, it was always this whole question of like, who does Velma like? Like, who is Velma most interested in? Yeah. And so why not Daphne? Yeah. You know, because they're always helping each other out and mm-hmm. they they're kind of yin and yang for one another and Mm -hmm. they bring each other up like Velma is more logical and like thinks about the situation while Daphne's more like will like actively do something Mm. to fix it Mm -hmm. rather than like think about it first Mm -hmm. so they also they complement one another yes so which makes for a great relationship yeah you know so it would make sense that people would want to see them together yeah I'm also thinking about how in the animated TV series there's usually moments there's usually moments where they split up yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, come on, gang, let's go search for clues. Hey, da- I'm, I'm, I'm Fred right now. Hey, Daphne, come look with me in the bedroom. Oh. It's happened. Oh, I don't my know. goodness. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and so, like, Daphne and Fred would go off and, you know, search for clues, wink, mm. wink, nudge, nudge. Mm. And then Velma is searching with Scooby and Shaggy. Or she's on her own. Mm. And so, it not until, like, the early 2010s, mid-2010s, within... Um, the animated series, I believe, uh, Be Cool Scooby-Doo, mm-hmm. uh, where Shaggy and Velma end up becoming a canonized couple. Mm. Um, was there ever really, like, a large romantic pull between any of the four characters that wasn't super, like, insinuated, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, except for the live-action movies. Yeah. You know? So we can get into the live-action movies, and 
Also, just one more thing is that as the franchise went on, you got more backstory mm. about these characters mm-hmm. as well. They became more like people mm-hmm. because then you saw them less as just solving these mysteries mm-hmm. and more of them outside of solving mysteries and just hanging out mm-hmm. with each other. Mm-hmm. And of course, you have to do that as if you're going on for 40 years, you have to have backstory yeah. <laughs> at some point yeah. in time. Um, also, to correct myself, it was a Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated that Shag- okay. Shaggy and Velma, not Be Cool scooby Doo. Gotcha. Cool, cool. Thank you. So the 2002 live action film, it was written by James Gunn, Gunn. <laughs> which is wild. Oh my gosh. There was an interview. I, 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 I mean, like, like we, we can just get into it. There was an yeah. interview that came out, like, I, I want to say either this year or last year, mm-hmm. where it was revealed that the original script was R-rated. It was. Yeah, it was. Is, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, mm-hmm. for, for, for those that either haven't seen it or need a refresher or just want a refresher, um, the gang breaks up after um, a uh, mystery kind of goes awry. Uh, and then a couple years later, they're all invited to go to spooky island is yeah, it's like it's an called? island it's yeah. like disneyland but like in spooky island and like and and like there's there's mind control happening on like the yeah. teams that go there um the style in this movie impeccable <laughs> the acting choices in this movie absolutely wonderful all <laughs> oscar-worthy performances yes. especially of the dogs yes um and shaggy meets up with this girl named mj mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. who is um oh what's her face elsa fisher elsa fisher yes who is Absolutely beautiful. Yes. Um, and a very talented actor. Mm-hmm. Um, but this interview came out that said that it was supposed to be an R-rated movie. And yeah. then the studio just continued to pare it down and pare it down until finally it was just made for kids. Yeah. Um, in the original script, there's an explicit lesbian relationship between yeah. Daphne and Velma. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, what? It, it yeah. was so close. They were supposed to kiss yes. in the original script. Yes. But they took it out because they wanted to be PG. Yes. Which is also a red flag. Uh-huh. Because it's like just because two people it's of the same two sex kissing. people of the same sex kissing, mm-hmm. it's inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. While in the film, they switch bodies, right? Yes. And there's like a whole innuendos yeah. going on with there. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, if that's not inappropriate and two people the same sex can't kiss them yeah. there's a little bit of yeah there's mm. there's a deleted scene oh yeah yeah i think i know what to say yeah i love this scene um velma is at a restaurant yeah ingesting beverages mm-hmm. and the piano player is playing the instrumental to i can't take my eyes off of you mm-hmm. and at the same time fred and daphne enter the room mm-hmm. and Velma is singing to both of them, but she's very much focused on Daphne. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then she climbs on top of the piano mm-hmm. and she just starts serenading Daphne. It's like, what? It's beautiful. And it makes no sense Yeah, because mm-hmm. they cut everything else out that was supposed to be gay. Yeah. I mean, like this was also a deleted scene. They just happened to film it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to read that original version. Of the I script. would love to read that original version. Yeah. And also there was a deleted scene of Velma in a locker room. Yep, dancing with a bunch of women. Dancing with a bunch of women, like, half naked. And, like, Daphne's just there like, what? And I'm like, (laughs) what is going on with this film? It's such a good... It's such a good movie. Yeah. Like, just objectively, I will fight anyone who disagrees with me on this. It it is a good heckin' movie. Yeah, it's fun. It's a fun one. (laughs) But, um... They really wanted to go for that, like, the team is family dynamic. Mm. It's, like, friendship over everything. Mm-hmm. Um, 
at the end of the day. Yeah. So we did not get our um, Daphne and Velma. Daphne and Velma. But there was another opportunity in 2018. There was a Daphne and Velma film from Ashley Tisdale's studio. It's like Blonde Hair Productions or something like that. And people were really excited because they were like, oh my goodness, finally we're going to get the backstory of them being together in a relationship at school and it can be really focused on them being a couple. And that did not happen. Nope. (laughs) It did not happen. Nope. Nope. Which is so sad. And I think that production company and could have had a really good opportunity to Make explore that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just goes to show, like, I mean, going back to my the gay news that I shared with Scotland, like, it takes time for these things to happen. But then mm-hmm. the question that I ask is, why? Why? You know? Why, why is it taking so much time? Yeah. Mm-hmm, because people are always like, well, let's just wait. Wait until it's... No. Be the, be, yeah. be, be it the change that you wish to see in the world. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. I want to see Daphne and Velma have a canonized kiss. Yes. I, I can't make that change because I yeah. don't have power or the rights to the series. Mm-hmm. But the people out there that are listening, if you have that power, use it for good. Use it for good. There are over 13 versions of series yes. of this show. Yes. It's like spoilers for loki um but like do you have you do you yes, care for, yes. okay like how loki like everything becomes there are different timelines yeah everything just becomes canon so yeah. everything is canon yeah not to bring it back to the mcu but we're always gonna somehow find a way to bring it back to the mcu oh my gosh i yeah yeah it's yeah. it's something that we need at yeah. this point honestly um, especially when thinking about like how, uh, like what you were saying, how many iterations there are, like there has to be someone somewhere on some production team in one of these shows or directed DVD mm-hmm. or video on demand movies or the live action movies. Cause there are, there are five live action movies. Oh my God. There's Scooby-Doo. There's Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. Yeah. There, or there's four. Scooby-Doo The Adventure Begins, which was a prequel in 2010. And then there was Daphne and Velma in 2018. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's nothing queer about any of them. Yeah. And then, you know, we have to think about, like, it's a quote-unquote family-friendly media. And that holds some weight. Understandably. Not understandably in terms of, like, it makes sense. But understandably in terms of, like, you know, history repeats itself. Mm-hmm. And people are afraid because capitalism yeah and Mm -hmm. you know exploring Mm -hmm. these things will result in a possible loss of revenue yeah which makes sense it shouldn't but it does Mm -hmm. um and so i just want to see them kiss i just want to see them kiss and it's like there are kids out there there are queer and trans kids who exist in the world yes. who want to see themselves represented. Yes. So why not if put Blue's them in Clues your stories? Blue's Clues can do it. Blue's Clues can do it. I think Scooby-Doo can do it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Oh it's, my gosh. And like the argument where it's like, well, why can't just two female characters just be friends? And if they have a good relationship, why do you have to put them together? I say this. Why not? Why can't they be queer? Because most of the time they are not queer. Yeah. That's why we want it to happen in the first place. Yeah. And so it's not even so much about them like being a couple, which would be great, but it's more so about like explicit queerness. Yes. You know, like going back to Loki, (laughs) um, we love Tom Hiddleston. Um, How uh, it's revealed that, you know, that iteration of the Loki character Mm -hmm. has 
uh, been with people of different genders. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't get a kiss. We don't see We don't anything. see it. And so, like, we know it's canon because the character speaks it about himself, about mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. But it's not shown on screen. Yeah. You know? Or, mm-hmm. like, or like in Beauty and the Beast, the live-action remake with Emma Watson. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> How... How uh, that one character, um, Gaston's like henchman. Yeah, which I should know the name of, and I just don't. I'm I, sorry. I, I'm sorry, Disney fans, don't come for me. Yeah. Um, but how like at the very end, he's just dancing with a guy, like like a guy just like swoops him off his feet, which is cute, but like he's a side character. Yeah. You know, in Onward, Onward is that the movie, the the, the Pixar movie? Yeah, yeah. Where where that that police oh officer my good, character. Oh, I'm not even going to get into I will not get into that. I'm mm. Yeah, cuz then we then we get into a lot of a lot of other a lot of, a lot other, of other things. Political things. Which um we cover right now. But my point is is that yes, they can be friends. Yes, they can be explicitly queer. Yes, they can be in a relationship. Yes, they can have feelings for each other. All of these things can be true at once. Yes. But the baseline is we need explicit queerness in mainstream media, specifically kids' mainstream media, because kids need to see themselves represented. Mm-hmm. Straight is not the norm. Straight is not the default. Cis is not the norm, and cis is not the default. We need to be making sure that we're playing to a wide variety of sexualities and gender identities. Yes. Could not have said that better. Thank you. I'm in grad school for with that said Daphne and Velma just put them together just do it just do it just like have Velma's glasses drop and then Daphne helps her find them and then their hands touch and then they look up and then Velma has her glasses put on by Daphne yes and then they just like smile at each other for a second too long oh that's all we want truly Bulgays 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 I love this segment Um, (laughs) friends for those that uh, don't know what bowl of gays is we have a bowl and in this bowl are names of different queer and trans people we are going to each pull two names from the bowl so we're gonna have four people in total that we're gonna talk about today and then we're just gonna freaking just like you know gas them up yeah hype them up yeah, why dude. not we're only gonna be talking positive things we only have people in the bowl that we like <laughs> um so just know that as well and with that would you like to pick first my friend yes Great. Kirsten Stewart. Okay. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I freaking love Kirsten Stewart. Mm -hmm. I think she's great. I think she's an amazing actor. Yes, she's a little awkward, but aren't we all? Dude, I think it adds to who she is. It adds because she makes it makes her a person. Yes. Yes. (laughs) You know. Yes, and especially going from Twilight Mm -hmm. into. Spencer, like, yes. like, like her, wow. her, her trajectory went literally nowhere that anyone thought that it was going to go. Yeah, because when you're cast in a in a film series based off of a teen book series, mm-hmm. and your character is specifically written to be as bland as possible, so yeah. that the reader can insert themselves into your shoes. Yes, and now you're playing Princess Diana and like, and, and gearing up for like a possible Oscar nom, mm-hmm. and you're hot. Like, yeah. like, there's just, she, she has a lot going for her. She's a lot going for her. And, like, I think she did a phenomenal job in Twilight. Yes. She does, like, all those actors in Twilight are on the same page. Yes. Like, especially the first Twilight movie. Uh-huh. Like, they all knew the world. The director did a great job of being like, okay, this is the world in which you are yep. living in. Yep. And this is the film that we're making. Yep. And everyone's in the same movie. Yep. Which you cannot say for a whole lot of yep. times in certain movies. Yeah. So... 
Kirsten Stewart, super excited about Spencer. Mm-hmm. Literally, I've only I've only want to see like one. Tra- I saw like the teaser trailer yeah, where yeah, she me just too. says like I, one word. I just, just want to. Yeah. Just watch it. You want to go together? Yeah, let's go. Cool. Let's go. Okay, awesome. I have no idea when it's coming out. Maybe there. Christmas. Maybe? Probably Christmas. Probably Christmas. Because it takes place every Christmas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Holiday. probably Christmas. Yeah. Everyone go see Spencer. Do it. Next. All right. Next name. Next name. Next name. Next name. <gasps> Ooh, what's it gonna be? Halsey. Halsey. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I listened to If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power on a drive home from work mm-hmm. one night. I had three people call me during that and I just ignored the calls and I texted oh them with my voice command because I was driving. Um, but I was like, I can't listen or, or I can't talk to you right now. I have to listen to this record. Like she is such a phenomenal mm-hmm. artist. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. is so good at communicating what she is feeling through her voice mm. and through the lyrics that she sings that she writes like she she's so concise yeah she's so poignant mm-hmm. she's not afraid to speak her truth yeah and she's hot like all of these people are hot and that's mm-hmm. just something that me as a bi pan person is just always going to experience which is fine but mm-hmm. um her music is just so good and watching her trajectory and her growth as, a, as an artist and as a person has been really lovely yeah. to see as well. Yeah, because she goes with she, they. I believe so, and, yeah. Um, Halsey is openly bisexual. She uses she, they pronouns. Okay, cool. She, they pronouns. Really awesome. She says that her pregnancy has leveled her perception of gender. Ah. I love that for her. Okay, love that, love for, that them. for them. That's awesome. Yeah, Halsey's great. I love their music. I love their voice. Mm. It's just so like... Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's hard to describe. I don't know, but I just love their voice. Yeah. They have great stuff. Yeah. Go yeah. Halsey. Yeah. When they go on tour, I really want to see her. I just I just yeah. want to be like in that venue with them. Yeah. yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Because they got a baby. So. Good for them. Good for them. Good for Halsey. Mm-hmm. Next one. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, Kiersey Clemens. Oh, yes, yes, yes. They are... Um, they were in Dope. They were in... Uh, they're an actor. Let me make sure. Kiersey yes. Clemens. Yeah. Kiersey Clemens, yes. They're a really cool actor. I think they're like... They're not even like up and coming. They're already there. Um, Side note. I just Googled them. They were in Scoob, which is the 2020 oh animated film. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's, it's meant to be! Oh my gosh. They were in Scoob! Yes! Good times. Um, yeah, they're an odd. They seem like I don't really know a whole lot about them. Me neither. They seem like really private, which is really cool. And but they're a great actor, and I'm excited to see more of their work. I saw this movie called Hearts Beat Loud mm. with them and I don't know their pronouns. So them and Nick Offerman. Mm-hmm. It was really good. It's a queer film. Check it out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they seem awesome. Word. All right, one more. One more. One more. Bowl of gaze, bowl of gaze. Alright, last one for the day is <gasps> I knew it. You wanna say it at the same time? One, one two, two, three. three. Elliot Page! <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Elliot, he's Elliot, Elliot, if you ever listen, if you ever listen to this podcast, I will pay you to be on it. I will pay <laughs> you to just come on and insult me. Just please, please come on to this podcast. Oh. oh my gosh. Where to begin? Where to begin? Where to Elliot begin? is he's incredible. So talented. So talented. Um, I love them in Umbrella Academy. Yes. Oh. so good. Oh, my He's gosh. so good. Everyone on that show is really good. Yeah. Oh, my 
I'm excited for season yeah. three. Yeah, me too. Sparrow Academy, what's going to Spar- happen? I know what's going to happen. Spoilers, know. but like, uh, I've had like three years. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... There's no words. I just think he's he's one of he's just so cool. Yeah. So, and and what, one of the things that I really admire about him is is after he came out as trans, he became so outspoken for the trans non-binary community. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And they're using their platform for so much good and change, and mm-hmm. they're not hiding who they are. Yeah. Which is so inspirational. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's exciting. Yeah. Elliot, hit us up. Do it. We love you. We love you. You're great. Woo-hoo. Everyone, thank you so, so much for listening into this episode of Make It Gay. Yes. We are so grateful that you joined us for this past time. It was fun. It was fun talking about Scooby Doo. Yeah, I learned some stuff. Yeah, same. I learned a lot. Like, yeah. it's just about history, about our shipping history, mm-hmm. about. Just how the industry works mm-hmm. in certain in a certain capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, Thinking about how as time goes on, you know things change, mm-hmm. um, and, and why they should change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe one day we'll get our Daphne Velma moment after all. Yeah, and we'll like come back and be like, "Hey, <laughs> Daphne Velma, we we knew it. Oh my god, got you." All right, friends, thank you so much. We will uh, see you next time. Yes, and make sure to follow us on Instagram mm-hmm. at Make a Gay Podcast. Mm-hmm. And if you have any questions you want to ask us that we can read on the podcast, yep. please feel free to email us at Make a Gay Podcast at gmail.com. We'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Don't worry. We'll make it gay, make it gay, make it gay.